future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. We have an action-packed show in store for you this evening. We're going to be discussing three trending stories. Number one, Barclays is no longer banking Coinbase. What's happening there? Why that relationship has ended? Number two, a blockchain firm settles with SEC over unregistered $6.3 million soft agreement, which is interesting. We haven't seen many, or uh, we haven't seen the SEC really focusing in on SOFs as of yet, which are a form of raising capital via crypto. So we're discussing that. And number three, R3's Marco Polo trade blockchain takes another step towards production. So with that in mind, let's jump in to today's show and let's get down to business. Okay, so the most prestigious banking relationship in crypto has, crypto has ended. Barclays, the London-based global bank, is no longer working with cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase. Industry sources told media reports today. And while Coinbase found a replacement in UK upstart ClearBank, according to people familiar with the situation, the change has indirectly inconvenienced the exchange's users. That's because, aside from the cachet of working with a household name, Bank Barclays connected San Francisco-based startup Coinbase to the UK. Faster payment schemes, FPS, enabling users to instantly withdraw and deposit British pounds at the exchange. The end of the relationship disputed but Coinbase's access to FPS, which in turn slowed deposits and withdrawals in Great British Pounds for UK customers, which now take days to process. The situation is temporary, though, thanks to Coinbase's new relationship with ClearBank, one of the UK challenger banks that have sprouted up in recent years to compete with market incumbents, ClearBank is expected to restore Coinbase's FPS access by the end of the third quarter. Barclays, ClearBank, and Coinbase all decline to comment. So companies that handle cryptocurrency have a tough time getting banking partners, with almost all big-name banks eschewing the business. Hence, when Coinbase obtained a bank account with Barclays in early 2018, the news was greeted with some fanfare. The exchange was also granted an e-money license by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA, and was the first crypto firm to gain access to FPS. Since then, Word on the street is that Barclays got cold feet about crypto clients, people having varying opinions on why this case might be. But nobody knows for sure. It is my understanding that Barclays' risk appetite have contracted a little. I'm not sure exactly why or what's been driving that. Maybe there's been some activity they're not happy with, but it's about Barclays' comfort level with crypto as a whole said the CEO of a UK crypto company who chose to remain nameless. Another source described the Barclays Coinbase relationship as a pilot program that has simply run its course. The source added that being banked by Barclays had probably held Coinbase back in terms of which coins and tokens the exchange wanted to list and the time taken before the bank could feel comfortable with new assets being added. That's not to say ClearBank has given Coinbase a blank sheet. Earlier this week, Coinbase delisted Zcash, the privacy-centric cryptocurrency, which uses a technology called zero-knowledge proofs to mask all detail of transactions from blockchain watches. A person familiar with the decision said it was completely to do with the new bank. ClearBank was uncomfortable indirectly supporting a currency with features that make law 
enforcement's job harder. Coinbase was not the only crypto company successfully woo Barclays. In 2016, when the bank was perhaps more enthusiastic about the technology, Barclays said it was working with Circle, Internet Finance, whose main offering at the time was Circle Pay, an FCA-regulated app that used Bitcoin to help facilitate no-fee currency transfers. Customer deposits were held by Barclays. Barclays said at the time, we can confirm that Barclays Corporate Banking has been chosen as a financial partner by Circle. And we have support the exploration of positive uses for blockchain that can benefit consumers and society. Both Barclays and Circle, which has since shifted its focus from retail payments to crypto trading, declined to comment on the status of their relationship. In addition to working with Barclays, Coinbase has a banking relationship with Estonian-based LHV Bank for a number of years. LHV has been working to offer access to faster payments to the, in the UK. But according to industry sources, this might still be a while away. A spokesperson for LVH told me their sources, we have technically joined the faster payment scheme, but there are still some issues we have to work on and legal details to manage before we can start offering faster payments to our fintech clients. Elsewhere in the UK, FCA regulates crypto broker BCB Group is also working with ClearBank. The broker recently announced a deal to bring Luxembourg-based exchange Bitstamp onto faster payments for GBP. Oliver von Lonsberg, BCB's founder and CEO, told media sources, all our clients' GBB funds clear within 60 seconds, both ways via FPS. Bitstamp is likely to be set up internally to pass that benefit on to their GBB clients by processing payment information as fast as they receive it. Another popular route faster into faster payments is via FCA-regulated Enumus, which recently began working with CoinFloor the UK's longest-running exchange to broker banking relationships with crypto companies. Also acting as a numerous intermediary, a UK-based casher, which is helping to bank FPS access to projects on Binance chain, the blockchain created the world's largest crypto exchange, despite its de-risking of crypto. Barclays still offers operational banking services to blockchain. The UK wallet provider which recently announced plans to move into the exchange space of its super-fast PIT trading services. Blockchain did not say by press time if its Barclays account was the means of by which the firm would bring faster payments to its new exchange business. I think it's really interesting. And, you know, once again, the UK, especially London, is the home, the heart of fintech in the world. And what we're seeing now is the rise of all these, all these uh, challenger banks um, offering great service. Hey, Barclays doesn't want to deal with you. No worries, we will. Because they have the ability to move quick, be nimble, attract business, be attractive themselves. Um, you know, that's a, that's, that's a great thing. And I think, you know, um, London will be the blockchain hub of the world or the blockchain capital of the world because fintech and the, the infrastructure is there to help support and nurture that. And I think what we're seeing now, especially here in London, is a lot of VCs who are investing into fintech and now looking at the blockchain space as well. So it's a great um, place geographically for access to capital. So blockchain firm settles with SEC over unregistered $6.3 million in SAFT agreement. So a healthcare-focused blockchain firm has settled charges of the SEC Securities and Exchange Commission over its 2017 ICO. So the SEC said on Monday that New England-based Simply Vital Health raised around $6.3 million in Ether via its pre-sale of its HLTH tokens to fund a touted healthcare-related blockchain ecosystem called Health Nexus. The pre-sale was notable or notably offered under a simple agreement for future tokens, a SAFT, 
arrangement. A model supposedly designed to simplify the ICO process to reduce the risk of enforcement actions by offering investment contracts rather than tokens. Following the pre-sale, which closed in April 2018, the firm did not move forward with the planned public offering. The firm sold HLTH tokens that were not to be delivered to investors unless and until created by Simply Vital, according to the SEC. So the commission ultimately ruled that the company had violated provisions of the Securities Act of 1933 by not registering the soft with the regulator prior to the offering and did not qualify for an exemption from registration. Simply Vital compelled with a cease and desist order from the SEC while not admitting or denying the SEC's findings. By April 19, 2019, Simply Vital had voluntarily returned the bulk of the funds raised from the investors, a factor that the SEC said it took into account when it decided not to impose civil penalties. Oof. So one candid source said at the time, the SEC is targeting staffs. The new approach of the SEC is to consider tokens as both utility and security at the same time. Meaning a token can bring utility to a platform, but at the same time can be considered as a security if you sold it to a party that mainly looked for profit on its increase in value. Now, this is really, really key because what we're starting to see now is the SEC catching up with a lot of different projects that raise funds um, that maybe shouldn't have. Um, and what we're seeing now is that catching up to them. So what does this mean for the space overall? Does this mean that you're going to start to see people losing Faith, I don't believe so, but I think it just signifies once again that the ICO fly-by-night crowdfund raising is no longer with us. So let's keep the show moving. R3's Marco Polo trade blockchain takes another step toward production. Marco Polo, the trade finance blockchain network launched in 2017 by R3 and TradeIX, is moving slowly but surely towards production. The latest milestone in the 22-bank blockchain consortium's methodical piloting process allows a third party to trade in this case a logistics provider to trigger a payment to a supplier in real time at the moment of goods and the moment they're on their way to their destination this work builds on the first marco polo test transaction carried out in march of this year between two member banks lbbw and commerce bank which executed the trade between engineering technology firm voif and ksbse a pump and valve manufacturer this time, besides the two companies involved in logistics provider Lugwin AG, added data to the blockchain and initiated the payment obligation. Gerard Bahom, head of guarantees and trade finance of Wolf, said in the statement on Wednesday, For the first time, we have processed the purchase and delivery of a special hydraulic couplings from Germany to Taiwan using blockchain technology. We executed this transaction with KSB, the leading pump and valve manufacturer, via the Marco Polo network. Ralph Van Velsen, head of export financing at KSB's SE and Co., added, As a buyer, together with our bank, we can ensure that the payment commitment becomes effective only if goods are actually in the hands of logistics provider and on their way to the delivery destination. So this itself is super exciting. So what we see now is a lot of corporations piloting, trying the trying blockchain technology seeing how it can be of value and i think the pilot schemes are actually of of massive value because what we have now is a way to dip your toe in the waters see if this is going to be of value without having to fully commit to your own r&d team and what we're going to find and we're starting to see this already is people going through the pilot programs and then thinking actually this makes a lot of sense and it can add a lot of value to our business we are going to build out our own team to start building our own protocol 
And then hopefully in the future, they'll start to use open source protocols um, out there that are going to be of benefit to them. But this is all good news. This is all part of the adoption. And now it seems, as opposed to two years ago, this is happening. This is like, it's, it's, everyone knows it's happening as well. And I feel a lot of people are more aware of blockchain technology. I feel a lot of people are aware of, of Bitcoin, which is the brand. Um, and I feel that a lot of corporations out there are willing now to have conversations. What is blockchain? How, how can we benefit from this? And I think that's really changed if you look back to the last year or the year before that, before it was more kind of skepticism. And I think it was really positive that it's changed. So this with that in mind, that's a wrap. I've got to bounce. Thank you so much for your time and attention. As always, by the way, tomorrow night, we are hosting London Blockchain Community Summer Drinks. The event is going to be held at the Dickens Inn in St. Catherine's Dock. This is a networking event. There will be no pitching. There will be no presentations. This is just, this, we put this event together for everyone in the London community and in the blockchain space to come together and let's talk blockchain, let's talk crypto and let's discuss what, what we are doing. And um, it's going to be really exciting. We have about 415 people signed up. So it's going to be an absolutely jam-packed event. As I said, it's going to be held at the Dickens Inn at St. Catherine's Dock um, in East London. So if you want any more information, feel free to email myself, cstory, C-S-T-O-R-R-Y at svkcrypto.com or join our Telegram. The hours will be between, I think we'll kick off around six in the evening to about eight, nine in the evening. So come down. Um, if you want any more information, join our Telegram, SVK Crowd or email myself. With that in mind, that's a wrap and I've got to bounce. Yeah.